Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome, everyone, once again to the House of David Ministry. I'm Pastor Keith Dallas. This week's word will be on the kingdom of God. Before we get started, we would like to give thanks and honor to God. He uh, just saw his prayer. Heavenly Father God, we come here for the name of Jesus Christ, all the way to take Thank you, Lord God, for this blessed day of life. Thank you, Lord God, for covering us, Lord God, in good health. Blessing us, Lord God, with loved ones, family members, co-workers, friends. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, for protecting them as well and keeping them all in good health, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, for the body of Christ, Lord God, that the fold as a whole, Lord God, come into a unity, Lord God, of understanding, Lord God, putting our personal matters aside in the name of Jesus. And we just pray to Lord God. That your word be abundantly in our hearts, Lord God, that we meditate upon your word day and night, Lord God. We pray to Lord God that we continue to Lord God to uplift ourselves, Lord God, to Lord God to be strong in the spirit, Lord God. And ask in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you continue to strengthen us, Lord God. And we ask in the name of Jesus right now that you cover us, Lord God, this day with your word, Lord God. Bless this meeting today, Lord God, of your word, Lord God. May the word get out to the world with understanding, Lord God, with power and might. We just thank you for all that you do for us, Lord God, and have given us the ability to do, Lord God, to read your word, interpret it, Lord God, and most importantly, Lord God, carry out your word. Thank you for being our God, Lord God, and allowing us to be your servant. And we pray. Amen. All right, today we're going to talk about the kingdom of heaven. But before we get started, I want to talk about what the kingdom of heaven is not. This may come into a shocker as most people. It may be controversial. But this is what the kingdom of heaven is not. Okay? So, um, 
I'm going to read a few verses, but if everyone, if you could turn your your Bible to Matthew chapter 6, okay? I'm going to get there, but before I get there, I want to read a few verses of what the kingdom of heaven is not. Okay? Why? The most controversial one, more than likely, is going to be this one. Because this is God's word. And a lot of people do not want to hear this. But it is so. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20 reads this. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. I know that may come a shock to you guys, but well, Jesus is the word. That's not what it's saying. It's saying it's in the power of it all. Y'all can sit here and read this word, and if your understanding, your faith, and your belief has no power behind it, you cannot see the kingdom of heaven. You're not going to get there. But it's like it's simple. I also wanted to read from Romans chapter 14, verse 17 of what the kingdom of heaven is not. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's what it is. It is power. It is peace. It is righteousness. It is the Holy Spirit. This is the kingdom of God. It is not anything else in which we want it to be, what we call it to be. God made his kingdom to be so not what we choose it to be. We don't make the kingdom of God. God is the one that creates the kingdom of God because it is his kingdom. Okay? Now, going, going over Matthew chapter 6, very important. I'm going to start at um, verse 24, actually. And it's important because these are all the things in which, you know, Christ is telling us about ourselves and about how to obtain more than just riches of the world, possessions of the world. Okay, We already went over what the kingdom of heaven is not. Okay, But Christ is going to break it down even further in, this, in these few verses there uh, in Matthew chapter 7, I mean chapter 6. And it's very important to understand that when we speak of kingdom of heaven, you have to have a faith walk. Your faith has to be strong. You have to believe something. Okay? Because in, in, in John, it says you have to believe in the only begotten Son for the word to be true and for the word to work and reside in you, you have to have a faith in You can't sit here and say, oh, I'm a Christian and think that that's going to get you into heaven. It's not going to work, okay? It's not going to happen that way. All right, so let's get into the word here. Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to one and despise the other. He cannot serve God and mammon, okay? You can't do both, so it's saying, is either the riches of this world or the kingdom of God. Which is one is it going to be? You, gotta, you have to choose. 
can't sit here and just say, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reap and just, I'm just going to walk for everything in this world because that's what I want. That's what my heart desires. So if your heart desires all this stuff, yet you say you want the kingdom of heaven, but you're trying to make your heaven here on earth with all these possessions. It's there to Either you want God or you want the riches of this world. What you want it to be? You've got to choose. All right? Verse 25. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body more than rain? Is it not? When God created Adam, he didn't give him any clothing. He had no need, no want. He was in the Garden of Eden being fed the Word of God daily. Okay? He didn't have to worry about where his next meal was going to come from or, or what's the newest uh, fashion fad that's going on or does this look right because when I go outside, I want to make sure, you know, everyone is, I mean, I'm acceptable to everyone the way I look. Not worry about this stuff. Okay? Whatever clothing you have in your closet, whatever foods you have in your hamper, it is sufficient enough. Stop worrying about the world and what people will think of how you dress, what you have to eat. If they're so worried about these things, why don't they go ahead and donate something to you or help you out if, if your stuff is not up to their standards? This is the thing that we need to understand. It is not about this world. And we get so wrapped up into it so easily. We feel, you know, I've, I've heard, you know, growing up, you know, people saying, oh, you can't go to church without a suit. Have to have a suit on. Of course, I can't afford a suit. Okay? Whatever all I have is a pair of cut off jeans and a t shirt with a, with a rip going across it. But that's all I got in a pair of flip flops. So you're trying to tell me that I cannot go to the house of God? It is not about that. The kingdom of God is more than just clothing, it is more than just, oh, all these things I have. I got five cars, you know, two autos, a BMW, and whatever else. It doesn't matter. Because when you pass away, what does God say? That's what God What God says is what's going to get you to heaven and get you to hell. The kingdom of God is more than just idle things. Verse 26. Behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not. They don't even sow anything. He says we reap what we sow, but they don't sow anything. And neither do they reap. They don't reap anything how they have to sow. Nor gather into barns, so they don't save up anything. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. They don't sow anything. They didn't reap anything. They didn't save anything. Yet they're taken care of. As far as daily lives, what do you think of? 
Got to have enough for retirement. Got to have enough for the rainy day. Got to have enough for this. Got to have enough for that. It's the thing that runs through our head all the time. We think money is the key to all of our answers. When it's God, He provides. Whatever your needs are, He provides. I want you to keep in mind all these things, these things that are being read right now, okay? Because God's going to push every one of us in the face in a few minutes. Okay? Okay, okay. So he says that the Heavenly Father feedeth them. And he says, Are ye not much better than they of the power of the end? Verse 27. Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? Who can add to God? He's God. God adds unto you. As required by his will, wherever he sees fit you to have, he has unto you. Man doesn't add unto you. It's just the brother don't add unto you. God adds unto you. May these acts come through others by God, yes. Okay, he sends many people in our lives to be blessed in our lives to help us out. But it's all by the will and the power of God and God alone. There's nothing that we do other than obey His will. That's what we do. The only thing we can do is be righteous. Verse 28. And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Because they had no care, no worries about whatever was going on. That's how nature is. You let God do what God does. And then, as we say, you can benefit without God taking care of us. That's what he does. That's what a father does for his children. He takes care of home. But we don't want daddy to bring home the bacon. Okay? We want to bring home the bacon. And we still want it. We haven't even got a job. It's like your five-year-old trying to bring home the bacon. It doesn't happen. Not old enough to work, not old enough to understand what goes on in the world. Let alone us thinking that we know what goes on in heaven. I have no idea what goes on in heaven. We are children, but they lack of understanding. But yet, we think we know it all. We're just like those fallen angels who thought they could do everything that God could do. Who thought they knew it all. Who thought they had it all together. But yet, we all come to find out those were heavenly beings. They still lack wisdom and understanding. All the knowledge that they have, they still fail. Now, who are we to say that we're any better? The things that we grab hold to in this world think that we know it all. Okay? Now, I said, all his glory 
he was not arrayed like one of these. Verse 30. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, and it burns away, it withers away, eventually. Shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Verse 31. Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? Verse 32. For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. So if he knows you have need of all these things, seeking ye shall find. Nothing that should be answered unto you. This is the thing that we, 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 it's right there in our faith. We ask questions about it and everything else. Okay? In our prayer, we ask for things. But in our prayers, are we faithful to God? In our prayers, are we faithful in what we're asking for? In our prayers, are we needing truly the things we're asking for? These things you need to ask yourself. I'm just bringing up thought, okay? But this is the, these are the things we need to ask ourselves. When you go to God in prayer, He knows what you need, okay? All you got to do is ask for what you actually need. Abundantly above for all you can ask or think. He is able. But we put God down here. He's the last priority in our lives, the last priority in our days. Do we wake up to the thing? Do we wake up praying? Do we take time out in the middle of the day to stop what we're doing, all the madness in our lives? Give God a minute. Do we give time at nighttime before we close our eyes? Being hopeful for another day. Because we all know we're not right. God has given us time as a blessing to get it right. That time runs out on you. It's right because you never know when your time is up. Give God his glory. Give him his thing. Because he knows what you need. If you ask for it, he will give you what you need. And the need is the, is the, the, the thing that we need to understand. Because what you need and what God knows you need will help you in your walk, will help you in your faith. The things you want are the distractions that are going to make you wait. So be careful, again, the two masters. Needs and the wants. The needs and the wants. Have neither the wants. Neither or. One is going to lead you to a path of destruction. One is going to lead you to life. Those wants can be a tricky thing. Because we think we need these things. We're disillusioned by what we actually need and what we actually want. We intermingle them all together. And now we don't know what's what. God knows what is needed. 
we know what we want. Not saying all wants are bad, but they can lead to destruction. Not carefully cared for. Verse 33 is the reason for this whole thing. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. If they seek a car or a new job, a wife and kids, they say that seek ye first the kingdom of God. And everything else that you will need, okay? Says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's very important. Okay? Seek God's righteousness. This, this righteousness teaches you the way to the kingdom of God. This righteousness teaches you how to help others get to the kingdom of God. Alright? It doesn't sit there and say, oh, a new car will make you happy. A million dollars will make you happy. And that's all you need in life. Win the lottery. That's all you need in life. That is not how God operates. That's how he doesn't want us to operate. Now, you get that mentality in your head, you think the things of this world will satisfy every need that you want. But the, the biggest need that we all need is to make it to heaven. That's the need that we all need, is to make it into heaven. Without anything else, you know, that old, from the, the, that old, uh, old Spice commercial, anything else is uncivilized, okay? <laughs> Straight to hell you go. If you're not in heaven, where are you? Okay? If you're not in heaven, no the alternative. But that one need, that greatest need of all, is God and God alone. God and God alone. Okay? And... That's the whole point of this. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. So everything we read beforehand, the clothes, the food, the drink, the needs and the wants that we, we dearly care for and want, you know, just that, you know, hey, I, you know, I know i got a house, God, but can I get one that's just a little bit bigger, that maybe just a little bit newer, or get a new car, and I know I got a car, Lord, but this one right here is giving me so much trouble. Even though it's giving me the point A and point B, I'm putting a lot of money into this thing. Can you bless me with something that is a little more reliable, God? And He will do it. But what do you have to do first? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these wants and needs as and these prayers and what you're throwing up. God hears them. But if you're not seeking God, okay, it's like hard to seek. I'm sitting right here, but you ain't seeking me. But yet you want to ask Jesus for something. You're not doing right, but you want to ask me. It's like our kids. We put them out in the world. Send them to school. Day camps or wherever we send them. And if they come home with a bad report, what do we do? We punish them. But if they adhere to the words of wisdom, as we call it, that we, we send them out in the world with, 
saying, hey, do this, do that, and I guarantee you won't get into trouble. Do this, do that, I guarantee you, you'll learn better, you can get a better job, you can go to go to college, you know, do all this other stuff if you just pay attention and hear what your parents are saying. This is what we do to all kids. God is saying the same thing. Seek me in my righteousness. And if you seek him in his righteousness, you will be taught the things, you will be, you will be in, uh, invested into by God, given spiritual gifts, okay, spiritual calling, whatever it is you desire, whatever it is God wills it to be in you, will happen. But the faith has to be there as well. The faith has to be there through all that we do. We can't sit here, and I'm going to call it gluttonous prayer, okay? Gluttonous prayer is what we all are guilty of at one point or another in our walk, where we just sit here and we pray up pray up for all the things that we want, and we want God to answer us. We want him to answer every single prayer we throw up. And we throw up a whole lot of prayer. We're sitting here for hours on end praying up for something that we don't really need. We just want it so bad. We hope that God answers the call. But we sit here, we'll pray for it. And we'll call our friends and our family members up and, 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 and coworkers. Pray for me. I'll, I'm trying to do this. Just please pray for me. And then you, you want to get on a mass call and, and want everybody else to pray for you on a mass call. Gluttonous prayer with no faith behind it equals nada, zero zilch. Because as we read, kingdom of God is not in word, but in the power. How powerful is your faith? That's the question. Now, this is what leads to righteousness. This is what leads to godliness, meekness, love, compassion. Not only for yourself, but for one another. In order to get to God, you have to give up something. And that's the things of this world. Which holds us back. We don't even realize it. We don't even realize it. Until somebody has to wake us up. So that John in the wilderness comes and wakes everybody up and tells us that, hey, you're sleeping on it. Repent and get yourself together. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Why is the kingdom of heaven is at hand? Because whatever you are doing right this minute, or whatever you, you've been doing for the last 10, 20 years, however long you've been doing it, okay? If you don't straighten up and get some Act right in you right now. The kingdom of heaven is at hand for you. And it's about to slip out of your hand. You have to understand that the kingdom of God is not through riches. It's not through, through status. You know, it's not through social media. How many friends I got on whatever account I'm in, okay? Or whatever, you know, however many likes I got on my post. That gets you nowhere. That doesn't get you into heaven. When in an argument with your spouse, don't get you to heaven. 
that new promotion on your job is not going to be sent to heaven. That million dollar home you have is not going to be sent to heaven. Having 500 friends come over to a banquet or, or a get together at your heaven is not going to get you to heaven. Having people gather for you for a book sign or whatever it is is not going to get you to heaven. But your faith walk and the power in your faith gets you into heaven. Gluttonous prayer is not going to get you there. Learn why you need prayer. Not to just throw it up. Not to just be doing it just because. Not to be asking 50 million people to pray for you. Not to be asking, okay, I don't pray to God for this, but now I need for 50 other people to pray for me as well. God knows what we need. Stop doing the collective prayer. That is not going to be sent to heaven. Do we need people praying for us? Yes, we do. We want to pray for one another. Don't tell me I need a new car, so let me pray on it, and let me call all my friends or take them up. Please pray for me. I'm trying to get this new car. I need prayer. Gluttonous prayer has no power behind it, no faith behind it. It is a worldly thing that you want. But if you act right, first the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, the things that you so desire, God will get you. And if he, if he deems it not a good portion of your life to have right now, he won't. Because he knows sometimes things lead, lead us back down the wrong road again. And he keeps those things from us. So we need to be thankful for what we don't have. Because sometimes things can lead us to straight destruction in the blink of an eye. As long as the road it may take you to walk to get to the point where you're trying to get, sometimes God needs you to take that long walk. But the short route leads to destruction because you feel everything comes so easy to you and that you're deserving of things. Every time you ask for it, take things of will to you. Even a God complex on yourself. And then all it's all you. Everything you do and everything that you have because of what you've done. But God is trying to save you sometimes when He's when He's having you go that long route. The kingdom of heaven is at hand for the act that we carry out in our daily lives. But surely lose it if we're not careful. Surely lose it if we're not careful. Last verse here. Verse 34, and this is Matthew chapter 6, verse 34. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day the evil thereof. No thought. Stop thinking, oh, okay, I got enough of day. Let me see if I can get some more for 20 years from down the line. That's not how God operates. Take care of right now. What we're doing right now, the kingdom of heaven. I'm going to keep saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's the best. 
covered in. You don't take care of your business. Stop worrying about what everybody else is doing. As this word says, if you, you, you try to pluck out the gleaming in your brother's eye and you got a plank in your own eye, how can you see clearly and understand what's in your brother's eye if you haven't cleared yourself of the sin? And I had wanted to read one more scripture to get you guys an understanding of what really goes on. You don't have to turn there. Because, again, this is what it's all about. You, know, you have to have that faith. You have to be strong in what you believe in and what you're seeking God for. Your faith has to be strong. It can't be no tainted faith. Okay, God, it's not about that. Okay? Romans chapter 14, verse 23 reads this. He that doubteth is damned if he eats, because he eateth not of faith. I'll read that again. He that doubteth is damned if he eats, because he eateth not of faith. The very important key here is the end of this scripture, and it says this, for whatsoever is not of faith, Romans chapter 14, verse 23. It's not my words or the God's words. Whatever is not of faith seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness. Faith. Now the words have no power as it says. Okay? Not about the word, it's about the power of your faith. What does it hold for you? What does it carry? It's the same to you all you don't stand. The of heaven is a glorious thing, but it's not what we make it up to be. Okay? You can sit here and, 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 and discuss it day and night. You can sit here and discuss it. But what it will be like, we have no idea. How glorious heaven can be. Jesus gave us descriptions of it in Revelation. Throughout the Bible and Ezekiel and all the other uh, prophets. He gave us a glimpse of it in words. Some people have had moments of, of clarity where they had trips to heaven. They would make it back and tell people about it. But again, Telling you about it, nothing like that. So try and see it for yourself. Don't take nobody else's word for it. Don't see it. If you got to tell them what you see, you got to see it. You have to seek it in faith. Fear and truth. God bless you all.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.